and welcome to here's Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast that will try to be next to movies, but we indeed have to slice and dice them. Each and every month there's a thing, and as it's April, I'm doing Avenging April, which is my look at the Hulk and Thor movies. So here we have it, the second movie in the MCU that no one bloody well mentions. With a new Hulk, a new Betty, and a new General Ross. In fact, it's a whole new Bloody Well cast, as no one wanted to come back from the 2003 flop. Uh, now, the director wanted Mark Ruffalo as Hulk, however, Marvel said no, as they thought he wouldn't be a good fit. How wrong could it be? With this movie, it's as if Angley's Hulk was flushed down the toilet, the whole thing is completely ignored. Nothing is as it was in the previous movie, so what was the point of making Angley's Hulk then? I mean, hmm. Before I dive into this, let me save you some time here. Do not listen to Richter's commentary, as you will learn next to nothing. All it is, is Louis uh, Leterrier, I think I pronounced his name, and Tim Roth blowing each other about how great he is as an actor and how great he is as a director. It's so fucking well boring. Nothing about how Ed Norton tried to take over the bloody movie, nothing about how he rewrote scenes, how he directed himself, how he wanted certain things to be done, nothing about that. So, hmm. So, let's just dive into this bloody well thing, shall we? With its $150 million budget, this thing pulled in at $264 million. I think it's actually the lowest Marvel movie ever, I think. Unless that was Ant-Man and the Wasp. Hmm. Anyway, moving on. Starring Ed Norton, Liv Tyler, Tim Roth, William Hurt, Ty Burrow and Tim Blake Nelson. Directed by Louis Letiera. The plot, Dr. Bruce Banner experiments with gamma rays. It goes awry, turning him into a nine-foot green rage monster. After injuring his girlfriend and her father, he goes on the run. Five years later, he's still on the run. However, a mysterious doctor claims he has a cure. So Banner sends him a blood sample. Unknown to him, the Doctor is trying to unlock the secret of the Super Soldier Serum. He does try to cure Banner, however, but it fails miserably. Meanwhile, a hotshot commando wants to become the new Captain America, I think? He injects himself with experimental serum. It fails, so he forces the Doctor to inject him with Hulk blood. And he becomes a 11 foot, sorry, an 11 foot Abomination. Can Hulk stop it? Will he be able to save Betty Ross? Is America big enough for these two rage monsters? I find out here. So, after the studio logos and flipping Marvel logos, do we get the opening scene straight from the 70s TV show? Pretty much, which I fucking well love. As Dr. Bruce Banner, now played by Ed Norton, is strapped to a chair and he is bombarded with gamma radiation with General Ross, now played by William Hurt, and Betty Ross, now played by Liv Tyler, watching on nervously. Because, unknown to Banner, he's actually trying to um, unlock the Super Soldier Serum, which was given to Captain America in the 40s. But General Ross hides that information from him, so there we have that one. Anyway, the experiment goes horribly wrong, and he's turned into a 9 foot tall green rage monster known as Hulk. He trashes a lab, and in doing so, he breaks Betty's arm and breaks General Ross's arm. 
which I think he puts uh, Betty into a, into a coma and breaks General Ross's arm. Hmm. And note, General Ross has a bloodied red hand, which is possible setting anything up to, for him to become the Red Hulk. It's unclear. Now, Banner slash Hulk is on the run. And I love how quickly it's up the Hulk's birth. It's two minutes, not the hour and 40 minutes in fucking Ang Lee's Hulk. And quickly... This is now tied to the Avengers, as it shows blueprints of Stark technology, sonic tank weapons, and Nick Cage's name is all over the redacted reports. Quick, clean and easy. Just drag this fucker out for over a bloody well hour. It also shows just how ruthless General Ross is by hunting down Banner for five full years, as Banner tries to find a cure for the Hulk. After three minutes to be found, Banner shirtless, in a house in Rochafelia, Brazil, I think I pronounced that, with a countdown to the days of an incident, which is 158. This thing goes down and up as the movie goes on, which apparently was added after filming, so, hmm, completely pointless there. And note, this stuff was shot on location, however, the late, later chase scenes, it is shot in Toronto. In fact, the bulk of the movie is filmed in Toronto. So, hmm. Anyway, here we find out Banner works in a bottling company which makes fruit soda, where he cuts his thumb open and he spills a drop into one bottle, which gives us our Stanley cameo as he drinks it, possibly turning him to Stan Hulk. Hmm. Also, in this opening, I love how Banner is learning Portuguese from Sesame Street. I mean, for crying out loud. Although, in Ang Lee's Hulk, he could actually speak Portuguese already, but moving the fuck right on. In this opening montage, do we see Bruce learning Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, plus how to control his breathing, heart rate, also his anger. Much support of it later. As indeed, Matt Ruffalo's banner has the same power as he says, My secret is I'm also angry, Ruffalo turns into the Hulk, so hmm. As we find out, if his heartbeat goes over 180 beats, he becomes the Hulk, hence why he's learning to control his breathing, and if he has to wear a heart monitor constantly throughout this bloody movie. Anyway, so in his work, he has to deal with four bullies, who he tries to stop harassing a woman, so they basically are out for him, because, I don't know why, I mean, it's just a bunch of dickheads, I'm guessing, these toxic masculinity dickheads. Uh, anyway, which doesn't work out for him, much later on as the Hulk smashes their fucking bodies. Anyway, of the fact that Banner is paranoid about his blood, yeah, he fails to check out the bottles, and this is how General Ross can track him down easily. I mean, you're trying to say to me, oh, this guy is so diligent about stuff, he forces the the, um, the company to stop production for about 30 seconds or so, a minute or so, in order to get the drop of blood, but he doesn't check the bottles? I mean, hmm. Anyway, cut to Banner buying an exotic flower uh, on a black market. Why are you using exotic flowers on a black market? Who cares? To use an experiment to cure his hawkism, which of course fails. Also, and the, the director's commentary went on to great detail about this, all the laptops here are old, because apparently newer ones can be tracked easier, but hmm, moving on. Anyway, on this laptop he's talking to a mysterious Mr. Blue, whereas his screen name is Mr. Green. I can actually love that one actually. I mean, this guy claims he has a cure for hawkism, so Banner sends him a blood sample. Now, see, if Banner was completely paranoid about his blood, why the hell would he send some quack in a chat room a fucking blood sample, the moron? Anyway, with General Ross knowing roughly where Banner is, he calls in Emil Blonsky, 
played by Tim Roth and his Glandel squad to track down Banner. We're told Bronski is the best of the best, a Russian born in Britain, sent to America on loan from Royal Marines, yet Roth does not have a bloody British accent. He has a bastardised American accent. Go fucking figure. Uh, cut to Bronski and his men tracking down Banner in Brazil in the bottling plant. Not before, of course, Mr. Blue trying to pump Banner for information on how and where he became the Hulk. Red flag, mate. Run away! This guy's obsessed with the Hulk stuff and the whole Gamma Radiation stuff, you fucking moron. Anyway, that night, Blonsky and the team tracked Banner just as he was dealing with the bullies. Handy that. Things will end well as the Hulk puts them all in hospital. Blonsky tries to shoot the Hulk, but bullets just bounce off his skin as Hulk takes out the platoon and indeed all of the bullies also. All but Blonsky, who somehow managed to survive. Blonsky has now seen the power of the Hulk and wants it for himself. He's egotistical fucking short man syndrome. He tells Ross to give him what was left of Captain America's serum, even though there was only one dosage, but moving on. It doesn't work, however, as Hulk still beats him up with relative ease and he deserves more power in his eyes. Hmm. Why is it in this Brazil chase uh, they're playing music from Diner Day? I mean, hmm, it's really moving. Moving the fuck right on. I should say we get the first Hulk out in 23 minutes in, not an hour and fucking 40, or the hell it was in fucking Angley's Hulk. Anyway, after the Hulk out fight scene, do we find Banner begging for food and money in torn trousers? Yet somehow makes it back to America? Hmm, hold on a second here. Banner wakes up in Guatemala after his Hulk out, so that's 5,318 kilometres in one Night, yet no one reports a 10-foot green monster. As an opening, it showed multiple reports of a giant green monster attacking various things. So why does nobody report it this time? Anyway, next day, Banner is in Mexico. How the fuck did he get from Mexico to Guatemala, or rather Guatemala to Mexico? Who the fuck cares? Here he buys new clothes, stretchy clothes, but of course, which I actually love. And by the way, just how much money did he make from one day of fucking begging? Mm. Anyway, next day he walks into America from Mexico City. That is 4,135 kilometers in one day. Bullshit! I mean, he walks from Mexico City to New York City, where I'm guessing Betty Ross is a teacher. Say it with me here, bollocks, he walked 4,135 kilometres in a fucking day. Bollocks! Now, see, I can buy he turns into a 10 foot green rage monster every time he gets upset, but I will not buy he walked to New York City from Mexico City in one fucking day. Uh, moving the fuck right on because I have no fucking choice. General Ross then injects Blonsky with the experimental super soldier serum left over from Captain America, and now he has Captain America's powers, yet he still has enough to stop the Hulk. Uh, bullshit. It's shown that Captain America can stop Thanos, so why the fuck has Blonsky not got the power to stop Thor uh, Hulk? This movie is uh, moving the fuck right on. Banner tracks down Betty, but is shocked to find out She's with another man, Leonard, played by Ty Burnell. He's a shrink, apparently. Uh, what did he expect? It's been five years, but she thinks he's dead. Oh shit, I just realised. 
She's in Virginia, not New York. But still, that is 3,532 kilometres in 17 days. So that's a 736-hour-on-foot journey. Bullshit. That would be 31 days if he walked non-stop. Not fucking 17 days. But moving on. It's got two banner. Taking a picture of Peter Parker's book by delivering pizzas. And note, the pizza store owner was the voice of Spider-Man in the 60s cartoon. Also the voice of Hulk slash Banner in the 1966 Hulk cartoon. Anyway, Banner delivers a pizza to Lou Ferrigno, now playing as another security guard. So he got a new job as a security guard after destroying um, the lab along with Stan Lee and the Ang Lee Hulk moving the fuck right on. Banner is now free to snoop around the labs where he finds um, when he first rather, turned into the Hulk and he's a flashback about that thing so Karen. Anyway, he quickly hacks into the university servers and downloads all the information on Gamma Rays. And a note here, the quote-unquote computer geek Banner bribes with a pizza is Peter Parker's teacher in Far From Home and Homecoming. That is Martin Starr playing Mr. Harrington. And moving on, that night Betty takes her new boyfriend to the pizza store where she claps eyes on Bruce and BOOM! She's back in love! She tracks him down, leaving town and to kiss on the bridge, on a bridge hill. They go back to hers and she gives him a place to sleep. Also a thumb drive with all the data on the experimentations. Hold on me here. Did he get that from the university's server banks? Moving the fuck right on. That night she pines for Bruce as he is asleep in another room. Well, I guess it has been five years and vice versa, you know. Hmm. We then find out he can't have sex due to it turning him into the Hulk. So she's well and truly fucked unless she really wants to be literally wants to be torn in half. Anyway, next morning at the university, General Ross somehow managed to find out where Bruce Banner is. He then sets the new super soldier Blonsky on him along with the Stark Sonic Cannons after he turns into the Hulk. It ends badly after Blonsky causes a helicopter to explode. However, Hulk saves Betty from sh uh, sure death. And he just fucks off with um, Betty in his arms. And note, the team that catches the Hulk fight is Jack McGee, in a nod to the 70s Hulk TV show. So this second Hulk out uh, happens at the 50 minute mark, instead of the fucking, was it, 2 hour mark and a bloody other one? Crying out loud. I've got to see here, this fight scene is pretty bloody well lame. Once Hulk takes out the sonic tanks and humbles Blonsky, it's just a dull Hulk smash scene. It's Hulk v Army yawn fest. Anyway, Betty wakes up in a cave to Hulk, screaming and tossing boulders at lightning. A possible nod to Thor? Hmm. Also, while I'm at it, the sonic tank technology... Um, on these gigantic sonic tanks Iron Man uses on Hulk when Scott Watch gets in his head um, during the Age of Ultron fight so interesting thing there also note that is not Thor's hammer you see falling from the thunderstorm it is indeed the boulder that Hulk threw and onto Hulk himself I will say he looks much more better here it looks like a PlayStation 3 cutscene other than a PlayStation 2 cutscene that wasn't Angus Hulk. Still not a patch on Ruffalo's Hulk although and saying that isn't fair it has been a good what 
12 years since, so... Hmm. CJ upgrades. Anyway, cutting Hulk in a hospital bed with almost every bone broken after the Hulk kicks him into a tree. General Ross is then gives up on him. Next day, Betty wakes up to Banner. He is now in a human form. And the two find a hotel room. How do they find a hotel room? Moving the fuck on. Where she gets him clothes and a truck, which is all paid for by Betty selling a locket. Kidding. Meanwhile, in a shower, Barner has PTSD flashbacks. Are you kidding? Apparently, according to the director, this was his nod to Psycho. And indeed, they had to add fake steam because Ed Norton's actually naked on set. Scandalous. Anyway, moving the fuck right on. I love the fact she wears is that she buys purple pants and Banner says no. Anyway, the two reconnect in a hotel room. But much like in Ang Lee's Hulk, there is no bloody well chemistry between these two at all. It's here, he tells her they cannot have sex, and cut to a now fully healed Blonsky, asking to take down the Hulk, round three. And indeed, General Ross says yes. So cut to Betty and Banner in New York, hunting down Mr. Blue, who he just hands over the data to. I mean, hmm. Mr. Blue is Samuel Stearns, played by Tim Blake Nelson, a.k.a. the leader, which never actually happens, so... Upon meeting Banner, Stearns tells him he's been experimenting on the blood samples he sent him. Banner is very annoyed, but he still gets him to try his quote-unquote cure, which of course fails. General Ross finds out where they are, so after have to run for it, leaving Bronsky to force Stearns to inject him with Hulk blood, turning into abomination, a 12-foot yellow, ugly, bone-filled creature with a weird endoskeleton. Cutie Hulk feet Abomination fight in Harlem. And I will say this fight is kinda meh to be honest. I mean it's all explosions and such and da 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 da. I mean I love the, the nod to the two thousand and I think it was six Hulk game where he uses the police car as boxing gloves, but mm. Anyway, a now captured banner begs to be dropped from the helicopter into the streets of Harlem to stop the abomination. But Abomination is far too big and far too strong for Hulk as he throws around Hulk with relative bloody well ease. Oh yes, and I should say, when Blonsky first turns into Abomination, he spills Hulk blood into Sternsley's head, causing it to bulge out, therefore, the leader. Anyway, Hulk uses a police car as boxing gloves to take on Abomination, which I kinda love. However, as I said earlier, he is too strong for Hulk and throws him around with relative ease. So General Ross opens fire um, while using an attack helicopter on both the Hulk and Abomination. However, Abomination causes the helicopter to crash. The Hulk uses his sonic slap to put out the fire caused by the helicopter crash, which would have killed General Ross and Betty, but moving the fuck wait on. Abomination then tries to kill Hulk using his bone spikes by stabbing him in the chest, and note, Ruffalo Hulk has the same scar on his chest. However, the Hulk uses the chain to kill Abomination and leaps off into New York City. Cut to General Ross in a bar, wherein walks Tony Stark, played by Robert Downey Jr., to tell him he's putting a team together as credits roll. So that was Incredible Hulk. The CGI is much better, the acting is far superior, but again, Norton and Tyler have no chemistry. The General Ross is a complete fucking arsehole, 
Blonsky is too much of a loose cannon, plus he is the ultimate short man douchebag. Plus, the abomination creature is way too fucking much. He is way too overpowered to be a Hulk villain. Plus, there's only three Hulk outs, and uh, it's pretty much the same semi Hulk smash crap. Still, it's not an embarrassment Marvel will let you to believe. I'm going to give this thing a 6 out of 10. So I'll come back next week as I look at Thor and the rest of the month for the rest of his movies. Don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's a Pod And check out my other superhero franchise podcasts of Batman, Iron Man, Superman, Captain America and a more. Also my sole superhero podcast of Blade, Catwoman, Supergirl and a many more. A bye. And remember, don't make me angry. You've been like me when I'm angry. No.